I want to take you back to the book of beginnings. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Let's stand together and honor the word. The young people are going to stay here with us this morning. Brother Landon and Sister Sarah are in Livingston ministering today or this morning. They'll be back this evening. But uh, glad you're here. I don't have a, a, a fresh revelation of any kind. As a matter of fact, what I plan to preach to you today, you perhaps have heard it or even thought of it yourself. But I have felt especially inspired of the Holy Ghost this week to bring this message to you. Genesis chapter 1, let me begin with verse number 1. In the beginning, God. I love that. Amen. I love that. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Verse 2 said, And the earth was without form, or it was in some kind of chaos. It was void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be. Amen. And there was. Praise God. Let there be light. And there was light. For a subject this morning, I just I want to speak to you for a few moments about restorations hope. Restorations hope. And everybody said amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, help that poor guy preach this morning. Amen. Clap your hands to the Lord as you're being seated and praise Him. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Those four words, in the beginning God, to me, though they may seem simple, they represent one of the greatest utterances ever heard and known by man. The beginning of creation and all that God did. That story of beginning was not in itself an end. But it was just a microcosm of what God was capable of continuing to do. The story of the beginning only reflects the greater story of its continuance of my story and your story. There is much debate when it comes to these few, few verses of Scripture uh, of what happened. And there is much debate as to when the universe actually was made. From Genesis 1 to Genesis 2, there is evidently a change of some kind that took place. And I understand that the opinions are many and they are varied as to the time that this universe was created. I understand that. And I am not here to debate the origin or the argument of when that took place. What I want to do this morning is simply tell you this, that whenever it happened, God was there. 
Amen. Whatever the time frame, however long before what we know the beginning of time would have been the recording of, however long that gap was, wherever it started, God was there. He was in the center of everything. (coughs) He was the source of everything good. And he was the divine architect of its beauty. And our world is certainly a beautiful place. And our universe is a magnificent thing in itself. And God was there in its beginning. He was the creator of the matching colors and all of the blending together of the beauty of its creation. He was the author of its variety. And I love God's imagination. Hallelujah. Oh, it would take a God great and mighty to come up with all of the little creatures and forms and fashions that we find in our world and to know that at the beginning of it all, God was there. I don't have to know the time as long as I know God was there. I don't have to have a date. I just know that God was there. I know that God was in its beginning and he will be in its end. He will be in its conclusion. And somebody said amen. Though little is known about the origin of the earth, there is something that certainly happened somewhere along the line from its beginning until we pick up in Genesis 2 that marred the marvelous creation of God. Isaiah declares something that you and I need to be mindful of, and that is that what you read in Genesis 2 was not what God created in Genesis 1. Isaiah chapter 48 and verse number 15, he said, For thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it. He hath established it. He created it not in vain. In the Hebrew it says he created it not a void. It was not as chapter or verse 2 declares it to be as void and vacant and chaotic. Something happened from that time of beginning to this verse in chapter 1 of Genesis that changed all of that. Many scholars believe it happened to be when Satan or Lucifer was cast out of heaven. Whatever happened, something marred that original creation. And there was something that transpired that made it other than what it had been in its beginning. And what I find in that simple truth is this, that whatever the cause of the problem and whatever the cause of the confusion, God does not abandon things that are broken. God does not abandon things that are broken. God doesn't forget the messed up. He doesn't forget those who are troubled. He reclaims the wreck of human life. He gathers in the elements that have been scattered. He heals the wounded and he remakes 
the hurt. That is what I find when I read Genesis 1 and 2. That whatever the cause and whenever it happened, God did not leave it in that state. But he set about to change and transform and to restore a world that had been turned upside down. Whatever had happened, this is what I know. God was not content to leave it that way. That encourages me this morning, church, to know that if God would not leave that chaotic world as it was, he will not leave my chaotic world as it is. And somebody clap your hands and praise him right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. He restored the earth. What a picture of God's grace and power and his mercy. It is encouraging to know that whatever the immensity of our problems, they pale in the presence of his spirit. That whatever our dysfunction might be, and you can name a lot of them, whatever the chaos may be in my own personal life, that God's presence is more powerful than my problem, that God's presence is greater than my difficulty, that God's move can transform my mess up, that when God begins to move, whatever is wrong in my life, God can bring order to it. He can turn it and transform it for my good. That however messed up I may be, when he begins to move, everything changes. Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful for that kind of God this morning? Somebody clap your hands and praise him right now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Whatever the cause, God doesn't leave me in my messed up condition. And whatever happens, God is not content to leave me in that condition. Whatever the immensity of my problem may be, the work of the Spirit is evident that something had begun to salvage what had been broken. However broken or dysfunctional it might have been, he can do something about my brokenness. Hallelujah. He can do something about my dysfunction. He can do something about my hurt. You see, the great work is begun in these terms. And the Spirit of God moved. Hallelujah. Come on, say that with me. And the Spirit of God moved. When I read that, my mind explodes. Because when His Spirit moves, something is going to happen. That when His Spirit begins to move, it doesn't matter how chaotic it has been. Something is going to change. That when God's Spirit begins to move, no matter how much I have been hurt and no matter how dysfunctional my life might be, that when the Spirit of God begins to move, something is going to happen that will bring order that will bring peace, that will bring hope, that will bring me back to a place where I need to be and where 
I ought to be. And for somebody here this morning that feels like you may be a hopeless case, I've come to tell you that there's no problem that His Spirit moving over cannot make better. There is no problem in your life that His Spirit moving over you cannot transform and change and bring you to a place of hopefulness. And somebody said, Amen. 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 What a miracle when he moved. The Spirit of God moved. Those words encourage me this morning. When I feel down and when I feel hopeless, when I read that God moved and there was a change, when I read that God moved and there was a transformation, my heart is encouraged. Here is what you and I need to consider this morning. That all life, all meaning, all hope, all expectation originated in that move. And everybody say in Jesus' name. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord again and give Him praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Everything, all hope, all meaning, all peace, all life, all joy, all expectation, Everything that man needed and desired, all of it originated when God began to move. When the Spirit moved, hope came. When the Spirit moved, life came. When the Spirit moved, peace came. When the Spirit moved, confusion fled. When the Spirit moved, the darkness had to find its place. It could not stay wherever it wanted to stay. I am thankful that when the Spirit of God begins to move in my life, that whatever darkness may have been over me cannot stay there, but His light is going to drive that darkness. I wish somebody believed what I am trying to preach to you this morning, that wherever you are, whatever is going on in your life, that all it takes is for God to move and everything can change. Amen. Everything can change. Not only does his move cause life to come into being, it sustains life. Not only does it cause meaning to come, but it restores meaning that's been lost. When it comes, it revives hope and it resurrects expectation. Here is his work to a ruined world to a ruined life, to a ruined home, to a ruined dream. The move of God initiated a transformation that changed everything. Oh, thank God that He still moves. It wasn't something that just happened back then. It wasn't something that we record in history. But the Spirit of God still moves and He's trying to move here this morning. Amen. The Spirit has always been the means by which God has brought order out of chaos. You're not going to find what you need by shaking a preacher's hand. You're not even going to find what you need by listening to good worship. You're not going to find what you need by signing a visitor's card or becoming a member of a church. You're not going to find what you need by just coming and sitting on these pews and being a part of a group that come to worship every Sunday. You're not going to find what you need just because you dress nice today and because you put on the right color clothing and they coordinated 
The reason you're going to find what you need is because somewhere in the mix of all of this, the Spirit of God is going to begin to move. And when His Spirit begins to move, hope is revived and joy comes again and all the chaos of my mind, all of the, un- uh, the, the, the clutter of my mind begins to find its order and its place. Hallelujah. God help me today to preach what I feel in my heart. I just came to tell somebody here this morning that a lot can change when God moves. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. A lot can change when God moves. I remember in Brownsville, Texas, there was a couple that had come to a revival service one night, and I didn't know it, but they had already made plans to head to divorce court. They had made up their mind they couldn't live together, and they couldn't put up with each other. They couldn't stand to be around any, each other any longer, and so they had made up their mind they were going to go to divorce court. But somebody invited them to church, so they came. They didn't come intending on anything to happen. They didn't come intending on anything to change in their life. But when they got into the house of God, the Spirit started moving. Oh, yes, the Spirit started moving. The Holy Ghost started moving, and when the Spirit started moving, things started changing. And suddenly that mind that was bent on, this is what I'm going to do. I don't care what it makes. I don't care what it does to anybody. I don't care what it hurts anybody. This is what I'm going to do. When they begin to feel the presence of God in their life, it began to transform their minds and their feelings and their emotion. And the next thing you know, those people are down at the altar. They didn't know what to do. All they knew is they felt something moving in their life, something that all of the chaos, all of the confusion began to turn and there was order, there seemed to be a way out there was a light at the end of the tunnel that they could see, it all happened while they were in the presence of God, what can change when we get into the presence of God what can change when we step into his house and his spirit begins to move, it doesn't matter how hopeless we came and it doesn't matter how lost we may be when we step into his presence It can change in a moment, in an instant. How many of us are testimonies of the power of God's Spirit to change a life today? It may look hopeless, but when God begins to move, hope can be restored. It may look impossible when God begins to move. I've seen the most impossible things work out. I have seen things transformed. It may look like it's a helpless situation, but God's spirit moving can change all of that. I just want somebody to know, hear me this morning, that a lot can change in your life when God moves. Amen. When God moves. And I feel him moving right now. I feel him in this place right now. I I don't know. Maybe I just need to forget about everything else, but just wait on God to move. I need that because I can't do what I need done in my life. You can't do it. I don't care how good you try. I don't care how strong an effort you make. You can't dot enough I's and cross enough T's to work it all out. Somewhere you're going to have to find yourself in the presence of God saying, Lord, I am depending on you. If this is going to work out, if this is going to be healed, 
If this is going to be put back together, you're going to have to be the author of it. You're the restorer of hope. And this is where hope is restored, in the presence of God. It doesn't happen just because we come around each other. It doesn't happen just because you hear me preach. Restoration comes when we step into his presence and we get lost to everything else and everybody else. And the only thing that matters is the power of God that we feel on our heart and the touch of God that we feel in our life. And we yield to that touch and suddenly there is transformation. Hallelujah. 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 How do you think Pentecost came to be? It came to be because somebody went to an upper room and waited. And while they tarried, the Spirit moved. And when the Spirit began to move, they began to speak. No one should ever underestimate the effect and the effectiveness of the move of God's Spirit in your life. It can change everything. I said it can change everything. Amen. It can bring peace. It can bring hope. It can bring joy. It can take away panic. Amen. It can take away a spirit of panic that comes over you. It can take away a spirit of disorder in your mind. Have you ever been to the place where your mind was so clouded and so darkened by problems that you couldn't even see your hand in front of your face? And yet one minute in the presence of God, suddenly the wind begins to blow. Suddenly the spirit begins to move and that darkness begins to be pushed as light comes. Let there be light. Hallelujah. Let's stand together right now. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. All it would take this morning for chaos to be changed into order is for His Spirit to move right now. Move. Move through your life. Move in your heart. And you know what? Somebody's got to understand that in order for that to happen, there's got to be an object on which that Spirit moves. He's got to move on me. Come on, somebody say, He's got to move on me. I want every head bowed. And I want every eye closed in the building right now. God, you see the confusion in the minds and in the hearts of people that are in this building. And all of the elements that have fought against this word being preached and declared today. As long as the devil, who is the author of confusion, can keep our minds from wrapping itself around the truth of this word... We'll leave here the same way we came with our life as messed up and mixed up and broken and hurt and wounded as it was when we came. And the tragedy is there are people in this building right now, God, that have come and gone too many times from your presence in that state of being. And you have sent me today to remind them that so much could change. So much could change if they would just allow you to touch them. Touch their minds. Touch their hearts. Touch their spirits. Touch their lives, Lord. Transform them in the name of Jesus. 
in the name of Jesus right now. Reach over and take somebody by the hand that's near you right now and let's pray together. Oh, Holy Ghost, we're not depending on me today. We're not depending on what I can say or what I can do. We're not depending, Lord, on what I can work out in this place. We are depending on you, God. There's somebody here this morning whose mind and heart and their family is in trouble. Lord, I pray right now that they would understand that when you are allowed to move, you can change, you can transform, you can make it new, you can make it the way it ought to be. Yes, you can, Lord. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.